0: Yo, man, Thomas Rusty. Whenever I do that intro, I always seem to scoop back in my chair and then move around my chair a little bit. But that's okay because it's Thursday, and yeah, who knew? Who knew? But whatever day of the week doesn't matter. What day of the week it is, because every day is is out doing shit. Yeah, right. And so today I have a special guest today a podcaster as well, Uh, right here, right now, Ashley Sanders, how you doing? I'm fantastic, Rusty. Number one, let's talk about your name, Rusty Diamond. Sure Um, thing. So
1: I want to ask you a question as a podcaster who does podcasts and ask people questions. Where
0: is Rusty Diamond? Because remember, we didn't have a conversation. Right. Yeah, no, this is kind of how I like it. Uh, Me too. Some people are a little afraid of it. They're like, well, here, let me tell you, like, they'll send me like a whole fucking list that. of shit. And I'm like, well, what? I, don't I don't know. Mean, like, I'm like, dude, here's the person let's go. I don't
1: book people who like, you know, you ever meet somebody who's like, here's the list of questions you can ask me. I don't right. book those people because I'm going to ask you what the hell I want to ask you. And I'm going to yeah. talk to you what the hell I want to talk to you. So I was super excited when I was like, Hey, listen, man, I probably don't want to have too much conversation before we do the show. And you were like, I love that. And I was like, Okay, so let's talk about
0: Rusty Diamond. What is Rusty Diamond? So uh, it was the name I was given. um, So, well, okay. So um, back in a previous life, not, I mean, still sort of, um, I was a pro wrestler and uh, that was my name that I was given was Rusty Diamond. And so I just, it became, my name and my—I use it for my professional name and shit too. So, yeah. I need a timeout on that one. You were prof- timeout. So I am a wrestling. So I'm in a
1: WW. I'm a WWF fan. I'm not a WWE fan. Cool. Like, right on. I'm a, I'm a Jim Cornette fan. Like Jim Cornette's cool. one of my favorite people to listen to. I mean, I'm a Jim Jim Ross fan. Good old JR. Like when we talk about wrestling, like let's actually geek out about wrestling for about ten minutes. You're getting Cause I go back to like new old New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh shit! Okay, all right. Uh, like old old like old school. We're talking before before Jimmy Snuka. We're talking old okay. school. You know what I mean? Like like when yeah. Remember when the Nature Boy was like not Ric Flair?
0: Uh, when it was. I mean, there there's been like a I'll few. There's there's been there's been one after him and then there's been, there's probably been more than one after him, but then the other one before him, uh, nature boy, buddy Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. Like I was, uh, when I was a little kid, I lived in Connecticut where I live now, which is weird. Um, um, I live in Meriden, which is like, it's like, uh, in between Hartford and New Haven. So it's like an hour and 20 minutes to New York and then like two hours to Boston. Okay. So, so I know
1: where Westport, Connecticut is um, in Greenwich.
0: Okay. So, well, yeah, the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, mean streets yeah. of Greenwich. <laughs> yeah. Me, so there's this guy who is a, uh, he's a UFC fighter or he was a UFC fighter. And he's from where I live in uh, or where I grew up. I grew up over in, uh, in Oregon and he, him and I, or let's see, he was on the wrestling team with my older brother. And then, um, but him and I both kind of stole that thing from the, the mean street posse of, uh, the attitude area. And so if you ever looked that up, this guy's name's Chael Sonnen. He did this promo. He's probably the best UFC promo guy there's been. I did a promo about living in the main streets of Westland, Oregon, and it's, it's pretty awesome. But, um, so yeah, as, as a little kid, uh, my dad worked for a company, um, in New York and this was mid eighties. And so he'd be like on flights with these guys all the time, like, uh, all like the WWF guys. And so They'd be giving my dad promotional shit. My dad worked for a company that made. Uh, they ended up making those. They were like these shitty ice cream bars with. Uh, they re- redid them. CM the Punk w- brought them back. Yeah, they're like a little cookie type of thing. I know like, what you're uh, talking
1: about. Would they have the black outline on the wrestlers?
0: Yep. Oh, they're delicious.
1: They're not. They're not yeah. gross.
2: They're
0: well, not okay, delicious. it's been like 35 years since I've had one. So, uh, or th- maybe 42. I'm forty, yeah. I'm close. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're there. And um so my dad, like he would bring home um like he'd get promotional videos, he'd get like autographs and shit. So like I'd be getting this, like I don't know, so like I put it on the TV uh you know, and watch the shit and I was like, Okay, and I was fucking hooked ever since then, and then I became the fucking weirdo kid growing up that was way too into wrestling. And,
1: you're- you're a referee. Also, your Facebook picture right? looks way different than like you look. Just so you know, and yeah. I love that because like I was expecting like I, I think your Facebook picture you have like long hair.
0: I do have long hair.
1: I got a oh, so it exists. Oh, look at you, yeah, no, Sean, I I'm it
0: exist. Yeah, no, I, I'm a like, I, I have court later on, so I have to look sort of presentable. Um, yeah, I just look a mess all the time, and I'm okay yeah whatever i i do ninety percent of the time i'm not uh yeah it's uh yeah, if it wasn't for yesterday i would be a lot uh different looking so um but yeah so i don't know so i guess I'm now a referee i i was wrestling for a while and then i ended up busting my knee um How not ref- you? not wrestling even i stepped in a fucking you? hole what's your signature move? Uh, the, it's called the Rust DDT. <laughs>
1: okay, so just it's a, a DDT.
0: <laughs> simple so it's a DDT with a little rusty on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I made it. I made it easy. I might. I can do it to anyone, and uh, you know, a simple. Uh, my and my uh, finishing move is is staring up at the lights and you know letting them count one, two, three at me, and I lose. That's wow. that, that, that's that's most of my my uh my shit that i did but um you got to being pardon hype what's the closest
1: you got to being super pro like Uh... who's the person you ever wrestled you know what i mean like or you had a match with who's the what who's the biggest person you ever had a match with uh we're not cloud chasing i'm just asking like
0: i'm just being a fan It's cool. Um like a one-on-one match, I don't know. A one on one match maybe not, but like I've been in a lot of other matches with people. Like what's your um, favorite type of match to wrestle? Um I, I like one on one matches, but then I like tag matches. I like it simple. I like a. Uh, well if it's a battle royal you can bet your ass i'm i'm in there i'm not in there more than a minute if it's a battle royal or a, a royal rumble or any of that shit like it's not it's not happening um i'm not staying on there i got fucking i'm not i mean that's just a match just to get the the shit beat out of me for the most part so usually i'm not in there too long but um yeah that I don't know. I like doing because I do like comedy matches. I, I, um, it's kind of my way to do it. That way, I can do a match and maybe take one or two bumps throughout the whole match. So if I could wrestle anybody, right, mm-hmm. dead or alive,
1: I would. And I'm sorry, like you said, you're a wrestler, so I, I love wrestling, and it's very hard to find people, especially people who understand wrestling. To understand like this, the um the nuance that goes into matches and the sure. finesse. There's a lot of finesse, so I'm gonna talk to you about wrestling for a bit, and then of course we can always transition. If yeah. I could wrestle anybody, you know who I'd wrestle? New Jack. Interesting. He wouldn't Interesting. blame. I wouldn't let him blame me. There's no color. I would. He, wrestle- I would ask him for pure technicality. That's what I would have asked him for.
0: Interesting. Interesting. You would you wouldn't do the old mass transit uh, way and. Uh...
1: No, 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 no! I'm not gonna die from diabetes, and I'm also not gonna sue somebody for cutting me in a ECW wrestling match. But Perfect.
0: I like um, that Jack, answer a lot. I
1: think New Jack probably has the technical skills, but was so shaded because he he had the technical skills, but he was so violent and vicious. Nobody ever saw his technical skills. You know what
0: I mean? I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't trained to just go out and, and you know and- beat the beat the shit out of people, but um, I mean, it was interesting watching him like in when he went to Smoky Mountain. Speaking of Jim Cornette, when he did, went Jim. there, that was that was an interesting time. That was that fucking like I really that's one thing I wish I would have done was um or maybe still do is uh, wrestle in the South somewhere. I, I want it, like Memphis would have been a spot, yeah, I Memphis, would.
1: Memphis pro wrestling was the GOAT. Dude, like, listen, Vince McMahon had the WWW, what is it, the World Wrestling, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, right? Sure, um, his, yeah, and that he and got then Vince McMahon Sr. had that. So Vince McMahon was blessed in and only could succeed. But like these little, these little promotions, there's nothing like personal wrestling that nobody understands, because like when you watch it in person, you go WWE Live, of course, it's super exciting. We love it. The let's say the Undertaker still wrestling, which he's retired, um, and probably. He yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like and Kane's now a mayor, but like in that era, like you go to that shit, like it was so amazing. It was so theatrical. But when you go to these little wrestling matches, even like when we talk about now. We think of, like, um, d, d- Von Dudley, he has a promotion, and he does little, little shows. I went to one of them, and... Where is that? Um, mm-hmm. he, he actually travels with his promotion, but I saw cool. it in West Palm.
0: Oh, um, okay. All right. So, you're yeah, down in
1: Florida, so, floor, so you, got, you got it all down there. Yes, we do, and that's kind of the thing. Like, we have a lot of wrestling, and, like, I go see it. And we have midget wrestling, too, which I love.
0: Yeah, okay, so... Holy shit. Uh, I went to one of those um, called like uh, it's called the Dwarfinators and Mm -hmm. uh, Dwarf like I so um, I went to a thrift store and I like I found this shirt and it said like extreme Dwarfinators wrestling. I was like, what the fuck is this? So I look it up and then I see they have a show coming like they go all over the country and so they had a show um, at this place that like uh i really enjoyed going it was called lava hot springs up in it was in idaho and uh, i went there but you just like it was at this bar like outside bar yes. fucking place was packed and just these little guys going up on the ropes and going like this was the most over i've seen anybody within like fucking 10 15 years just doing this nothing so
1: else
0: your audience is going to watch me smoke a cigarette and i'm not ashamed of it um, I'm gonna
1: go smoke a cigarette. I don't give a love damn. It. We're talking about we're talking about the shit I love, so I love that for us. When we talk about midget wrestling, I don't know if you can remember
0: this guy. His name was Joe C. Joe to the C Ho got more game than called me or got more. What is it? Got more game than Coleco. Hey. I'm a Cico, call me f- sick. I'm I'm a freako, call me sick, three foot nine with a ten foot dick on the ladies' pick. Something like that. Do remember, so do you remember the episode of W where they put him in a trash can?
1: Yes. That shit was hilarious. And that's when I fell in love with tiny people wrestling. Because like Joe C was cool as shit. Hell yeah, it he was. RIP to Joe C man.
0: Yeah. We love. No doubt. Yeah. He's I'm a how do you know Joe C.
1: Of course I know Joe C. I love again. I love wrestling. <laughs> like I love a lot of things, but wrestling is something like I will, let's say I, let's say I'm drinking a little bit too much one yeah. night, which never happens because I'm an honest human, um, Aren't we all? <laughs> but I'm, if I'm drinking a I'm little offended. bit too much, um, I will always put on like a match of wrestling and it'll always be something a little obscure, but nothing too obscure. So it'll be like hell in a cell. It'll be like, you know, like, like Spike Dudley, a Spike Dudley s- single match or like my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers, Hardcore Holly.
0: Interesting. Okay. Holly. Yeah, second solid. Um, just uh, so he uh, Yep, I okay, know. So, so, so Hardcore Holly and uh, you said Hardcore Holly uh, and Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley is fucking crazy. Um, watch, watching his team. shit just like, fuck that. He's one of those guys that's like uh, I mean, he was he was Darby before Darby was Darby. Darby Allen. I agree. Just, like, didn't give a fuck. Um, and It did was it. weird. And did it, yeah. He so, was, like,
1: I, one of those people who when we talk about, like, people, and, like, and we talk about even Crash Holly, we talk about hardcore matches, like, and we talk about people like Raven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these are people who literally put their lives on the line and, and a few of them haven't made it. A well, lot of them haven't made it. Well, yeah, most of them don't make it because, yeah. again, they're under so much pressure, but they're putting their life online for entertainment. And I think that is bold because I'm not doing it. I'm not putting my life on the line for shit. Sure. <laughs> like, I'm definitely. Yeah. And then, even when we think about like Mick Foley, he got slammed into I don't care what anyone says and you can't convince me anything other than. That man got slammed into a bed of thumbtacks, and I think every single thumbtack hit his back. If sure. I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, no, I that's one thing I I haven't done. I've watched a lot of people do thumbtacks and matches, and that's that's, that's not for me. Um, it's fucking crazy. It's, I'm not John Moxley, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Or right, now the thing that people are doing is the uh, a lot is the the skewers in the forehead. Um, like a, like a shish kebab kind of thing, like the little wooden skewers are just fucking, boop. and so then they got all these fucking things sticking out. It's it's wild. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was weird because like so, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and uh, um, and they had Portland wrestling until like 1990 1991 or so and um but then uh there was a thing like with the the boxing and wrestling commission like they made it so like you can't have steroids or some some shit so like basically all pro wrestling stopped in Oregon like you couldn't have WWF come to town anymore um and so that was kind of weird, and I think I lost you for a minute. But so I'll just fucking talk about God knows what. But so that was some bullshit. Hopefully she comes back. I was enjoying talking to her. So okay, she's back. So. Um. Okay, so. The uh, so yeah, in Portland I, there was like nothing until probably fuck i want to say it was like 2005 or so uh maybe a little after that but i mean it was like 15 years there wasn't like any wrestling in in portland um and so it was bullshit it sucked um but i mean portland was a hotbed for for talent and uh it was it was cool um and then yeah and so now yeah then it came back Around then, there was little things here and there, but it'd be like you'd have to go to do the show for free and do it on an Indian reservation or something like that. Um, yeah, where that you can get around legalities and shit. But not? yeah, yeah. So about wrestling the whole time. Do you have any questions you want to ask
2: me? Ah, uh, sure. Um,
0: so do you do you go to any
1: shows now? Do you go to any? I'll local things. Local yeah, I'll go to local things. Like I do local matches. Like I love. It's like with anything. Like I, I love. I love local shit because I love like drag. I love like. I love all things that are local because these are the people who are in my city and these are the people I can support personally. Like, I'll I'll give you a preference. So basically, like, I make sure that my people who are local are being put on sure yeah. if somebody big comes to a match that's exciting that's so fun i don't care about that like you've made a bill you know what i mean like it's kind of like if the undertaker comes to a match i'm excited to see the undertaker but i have no vested interest in him love However- story yeah i mean i know your story and i get i get your character but like
0: you're 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 still a white guy you know what i You're mean? yeah, way- gonna be gone yeah. Gonna be gone fucking next show. It's not gonna be there again. There's no like, oh well, after this happens, I gotta fucking like after he you know beats so and so, uh, and he comes back. I really hope they fucking beat the shit out of the Undertaker this time. Like, you don't have that. It's just like, oh, there he was. Well, he did this one match so someone can get a highlight reel. Uh in which it was, which is something I don't like in wrestling, uh, and I will never give to promoters as a highlight reel. Um, I've been asked for highlight reels, and I tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Um, I just I'm like, I'll give you a whole match. I'll give you a promo. Um, I'll and do that. Gotta... And no, you, know, I... I'll, you can go with me for there or not. I like. I don't have highlights. My highlights are that like you have to know the whole fucking story of what's going on to understand like the nuances we were talking about of why I do something or or whatever and um it's yeah.
1: it, wrestling, wrestling is more of a um dance than it is a song
0: sure you know I, what i mean I, I, yeah I mean, it and, depends who you ask but yeah i mean me, yeah it's a dance dancing it is a song yeah um so so when you're going to these local shows like what are you doing at the shows where where are you sitting what what uh how are you interacting um like what's going on what i'll do is if it's
1: a local show that i really want to go to i'll try and volunteer and make sure like the you know the wrestlers have water and all all those things i'll pay for my ticket but i want to be backstage because you know i'll say hey i'll pay for my ticket and i'll volunteer And the reason is because I want to make, listen, these are people who are literally putting their lives on the line and anything can go wrong. I mean, we see things from like Brett, Brett Hart, you know what I mean? Like one flying will kill you. Yep. So like, I look at it in a way where these people are entertainers and all they do is put their life on the line. I mean, literally we talk about like the mass transit incident. We talk about the plane ride from hell. We talk about all the big incidents, you know what I mean? Like, and, and even like, if, even if we think about like the Von Eriks, you know what I mean? Like families sure. who put their lives and the Von Eriks, what, what is it? Like it's six kids. And I think four of them died or is it seven kids and five of them died?
0: I, I think all but one and died.
2: All uh, but, one
0: died. That's all kind but of, one died. I don't know what it is. If it was five or six, I think, and five died or six died of the seven or five yeah, of the six. There was,
1: there's what one Von Erich left.
0: Yep, he's got so kids like, though.
1: Yeah, and then like the the N O I was NOI family, and like sure. you know, like the Johnsons and, and people like that. Like and, and and even not just the Hearts, not the Von Erics, not just the not just the Johnson slash N O I E family. Um,
0: even the Funk's. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's cool getting to see that. Like uh, I was talking with another one on my. I don't know one of my buddies about um, like nepotism in sports and shit like that. It's like, well, it's kind of bullshit, but then it's like that shit's in their blood and they're good at it. Like that for a reason. And plus they already have kind of a backstory when they start of, you know, trying to, and some, some fall flat on their face, some knock it out of the park and then their I kids knock it out of the park.
1: Look at like um not Umaga. It's not Umaga who I'm thinking of. Oh, damn. There was a wrestler, he was very young, he was part of the Anawaii family. Um
0: Yoko Zuna. Like it might have been Umaga. There was someone else. No, 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 no. There was someone else who died very young. I think he was around 35, 40. Um, uh, but no, he died no. very young. I think that was him too uh umaga i think yeah he was i think he was like oh, younger than 40 yeah pretty sure um but yeah i mean it, i just it's wild uh i mean there's not a lot i don't know there's been a lot of shows i've been on that i've had that fucking 10 bell at the beginning and it's it's hard it's Even- fucking
1: we look back at people like Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. You know what I mean? And they and, and what people don't realize, like even when we speak about the Chris Benoit situation, he put his life on the line, and he lived and died by his shit. I mean, eventually he he turned into
2: the person who, let's just
1: say, didn't make great decisions.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: That's the best that's the most diplomatic way I can put it. Sure. Didn't make great decisions. But the reason is because he was an entertainer. He did what it
2: took to entertain.
0: Yeah. And I he fucking went balls to the wall on that stuff. Like he was he was obsessed. And he was He was obsessed the- to be the best he was
1: he was one of the best to do it and it's so unfortunate and the reason i say it's so unfortunate is because he went out in such a way where we can't even honor him like i it, it's hard for me to even honor this man because jesus christ like you know he, he did what he did but it's like i can't take away from his skill set
0: yeah and i mean same with oh i mean dynamite didn't kill his family but, I mean, same thing, like both of those, like, it's like if you don't want to watch Ben while you watch Dynamite, but then Dynamite was, did a lot of shitty stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's sometimes hard to separate what people have done to what their credit is. I mean, it's, it's yeah. hard. And if we transition,
1: let's transition slowly to, like, pop culture or anything. I mean, like, we look at Bill Cosby, we look at people like R. Kelly, we look at people like Harvey Weinstein, you know what I mean? Like, these human beings who, to their credit, are fantastic. But to their character, are morally dismal. And it's sure. so hard to find the line where you say, listen, don't get me wrong. If I, again, remember guys, we're all very healthy human beings. But if I drink a little bit, I'm going to listen to the
0: the Ignition remix. Sure give me give you that two-toot, give you that beep beep you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so it's very hard because you put
1: yourself in a position and i think i think this is actually a good topic like we put ourselves in positions to win but sometimes we're not fully actualized human beings and that's a i mean you're somebody who's growing your platform and i'm growing my platform i'm pretty sure there's
0: maybe seven women who can cancel me at any given moment sure and i mean some people fucking thrive on that and i mean there's people like i've tried to put it out there that like that's the thing like if you say it now like you're coming on here and saying that now like you're not trying to put on this thing that you're perfect which a lot of i think that's usually what makes it the Like the, the best get for someone like, yeah, I got that person. Like, um, you didn't get me right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a weird, it's very hard. It's a, it's a weird balance because what
1: you want to do is I think, I think the problem is people grow as humans. So like what I did to you at 18 is not the same person I would be to you at 30. Sure. So you're able to say, hey, at when Ashley was 18, she did this. And what I have to say is at 30, I wouldn't do this again. But the problem is people aren't accepting apologies. They they hold you to the
0: issue. Oh uh, well, only if they they like you. Or only if they don't like you. If they like you fucking 12 years, it was that's something they did 12 years ago. But if they don't like you or they can fucking benefit from it. 12 years ago, wasn't a long time. If they don't like you, you can be
1: Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And you're in Canada, right? So I guess you could be Justin Trudeau. No, I'm here, I'm in the States. Okay. i Connecticut. Oh, awesome. So yeah, yeah, if you don't like you, you can be Trump or Joe Biden. Right. Or if they do like you, you can be both of those people. If they don't like you, or they're looking for a reason to persecute you, you're going to be R. Kelly. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. All three of those people I just prefaced were like human beings who all deserve to be literally canceled. All three of them, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, R. Kelly. But one person took a backlash that neither of the other two will take because while people did like them, they were looking for an issue and they found it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if people are looking for it, like I don't know, because it's it's pretty hard. Like uh, in the entertainment, like, God, it fucking sucks. Like, I've so with social media, like, cause I, like, I got comedy, I got fucking acting, I got fucking wrestling. Um, like between those, like the amount of people who, like, love doing that shit and live for it and just fucking put the shit out all the time. Like, I fucking, muted like everyone like basically everyone like I don't I don't see any of this shit so like people uh will tell me this shit later on down the line but like I got like I got away from that shit like once uh I mean especially like once um once COVID hit and shit like like so when when COVID hit uh and COVID hit and the uh the George Floyd uh incident i was living in minneapolis then can we talk um, about that again um sure yeah i kind of want to talk about this
1: and listen i don't care what anyone says this the george floyd incident the george floyd incident hit people because you know what happened for Black people, here's what happened. We saw our father, our uncle. We saw we saw somebody. Like, when I tell you I was protesting walking three miles a day for Black lives, I was. And I was unapologetic, and I always will be. But the reason it hit so hard to so many people was because what, what people realized was it doesn't matter what you do, you're always a fucking, you're always a suspect. So, so, you know, it came out that he had heroin in his system and all that shit. That's all irrelevant. He sold a $20 bill, a fake, let's say he did do the fake $20 bill. Does that mean a human being deserves to die over a fake $20 bill? Does that mean, and, and, and I fully believe this, 10 seconds of due diligence would save cops millions, if not billions of dollars. What do you mean by that? What I mean is sometimes you just have to assess the situation and respond accordingly without fear. Cops act in fear, which sucks. They don't act in anything else but fear. And 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 whenever somebody, whether it's white or black person, gets shot, it's well, we feared for our lives. Yeah. There are plenty of times I have had incidents with people in public. I didn't get shot. They didn't shoot me because I took 10 seconds of due diligence to say, Hey, what's going on with you? Right. It's one simple question. Now, don't get me wrong. There are criminals out there who will shoot. So that 10 seconds may lose your life. And I understand that. But nine times out of 10, that 10 seconds will save your life and save the other.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one and it's oh I, yeah because i mean when you have like people who you know if you have the cops versus whomever it is um and both people are fearing that they're going to get shot both, Everybody's both hybrid, everyone everyone's like like when you're acting on adrenaline you're gonna have a much higher rate of doing some dumb shit. Um, That's the worst decisions. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, I wish there was a way that it, that could be eliminated from both sides of it's an people. Not, dance but it, no I, I don't know what it. the answer is. In my opinion, it's an unfriendly,
1: it's an unfriendly dance where no one can move. You can't be correct if you don't act. But again, like, so right now I'm staying at a pretty nice place. I'm, I'm walking dogs, you know, I'm babysitting, I'm house sitting. This, the person who I'm house sitting for, he had to introduce me to all his neighbors. And he said, like, listen, if you see a black girl walking with my dog, she didn't steal him. It's very embarrassing for me. But that 10 seconds with every neighbor saved my life. It's embarrassing. So it's kind of like if cops are, if you're choosing to be a cop in a dangerous area, and I don't think Minneapolis is that thing. I, I don't know. No, they do get down, but I know, you know, it's not as dangerous as some other places. My point is that 10 seconds of what the, you, you know what I mean? Like that 10 seconds that he took to be proactive Yeah. probably has saved my life.
0: Yeah, you're probably right, because it's fucking real easy for people to, I mean, I, I don't know, if you're lucky, you get the police called on you. You know, it's not someone just, like, fucking coming and shooting you or right. something, or, or, think you know, just, but, like, automatically seeing you and seeing that you're someone who is lab, yeah, labeled out of place. You.
1: Yeah. Out of place, but, suspicious. But, like, right. I don't look like I belong here. Sure. and And that's a problem in itself, and I have no interest to solve that problem. But I have an interest in creating a solution because like I can't I can't undo your biases, but I can
2: at least make you comfortable around me. yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's nuanced. It's uncomfortable. it's it's so i I, I can see
0: how uncomfortable you're getting. Well, no, I, I, I'm not getting uncomfortable. I just, I don't know, like. That's the what I hard...
1: mean, well, there's no real way to say, listen, black people look suspicious.
0: Well, not, it depends where you are. It's the same, same thing. Like, like where I grew up, the, the, like the black people, like the only what black people there were, were trailblazers. And so yeah. like, it uh-huh. was, you know, they, they were, they played for the NBA and that was it that was you you, sorry you grew up in portland yeah yeah and like so um so when i was living there when i was wrestling um i'd have two of my friends pick me up because i wasn't driving and like they couldn't like they couldn't fucking like drive off the highway without like getting fucking pulled over um like i would have oh well she's not there so i can talk about this and bury my hometown you know how it goes but okay so i'll bring her back um But, yeah, so, like, if my two friends, like, if they fucking, they pick me up and drove around town, like, if they're coming to pick me up and they go up to my house to pick me up, like, they're not going to, they're going to probably get pulled over. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I go and meet them right next to the highway and I get off the freeway or whatever and get right back on the freeway, they're fine. Or if they're driving around, like we got pulled over, um, Just driving down like the main street of town. And like, just because it was, you know, uh, you know, a couple of black guys driving through town, but then they pull them over, and they see me in the back seat. and then they're like, all right, you're. Good to you go. One. How does that
1: sure. make you feel? as like cause you don't seem like a racist white person, so I'm gonna ask
0: you. Like as somebody- uh, I mean, who, I, I, I totally am, but- you Are know. you racist? Oh, you don't like the Asian? Uh, who, I'm like, I'm you American. know, I mean, who, no, who, who isn't who, who is is racist? Every, everyone's racist. Who like it's, racist, it's fine. My but, question
1: like, is like, as you, as somebody who would be in the backseat as a white person who has seen racial discrimination, right. how does that make you feel? Like, cause I know how it makes me feel as a person who's been discriminated against, but how does that make you feel as somebody who doesn't necessarily discriminate unless you need to?
0: Well, it's fucked up. So in this town, like I used to get fucking pulled over all the time um, because I had an older brother who got in trouble a lot and I looked a lot like him. And so I'd get pulled over fucking no, like, I don't know, at least a few times a month just, and then they're like, okay, you're not him. Like, wrong person sorry or you just look like him i look like him and uh and then i've also yeah had it i i was in arizona right after uh this was january 2002 and um i was with my buddy who's dead now and he was from egypt and we got pulled over and uh we had we had some weed on us, um, as but, I always do. <laughs> right. um, but then the cops uh, thought that we were terrorists, so we got we almost got fucking put away for life. So um, you've seen we, extreme thinking. Yeah. No, I I've seen some shit um and so like being so it was really weird for me because then once I was older like I ran like in my I was probably I don't know uh, what was that like maybe like late 20s um like I ran for office in in that town that I was living in and like once I did that then like everything kind of turned around for me like So it was weird as fuck for me for, like, the cops, like, always pulling me over and shit to, like, the cops leave me alone. So it was really bizarre. And it was, like, I don't know if it was because I was, uh, you know, if it was less suspicious than the two black guys I was with in the car or if it was what. But it was. It was weird, like, cause I, I, we, like, all three of us look at each other, and we all know exactly why we're getting pulled over. And then, like, when we leave, we all look at each other, and we're like, we all know why we got let go. Did and I, just like, you can I, ask me whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I don't want to speak on behalf of all black people, but I, I will. That's good. Here's well, okay.
1: No, no, I'm not. I, I genuinely am not speaking on behalf of all black people. Racism okay. is something that is personal. But here's something that I will tell you that is amazing is the fact that you're willing to admit that this shit exists. And like, to me, the hardest part, to me, I think it's gaslighting when people say, oh, it's not because you're Black. When I know fully, it's because I'm Black. Like, right. I have not gotten jobs because I'm Black. Also, I've not gotten jobs because I'm a little less professional than most people. But I get my job done and I do it well. So like... I'm not worried about that shit, but when I say like it's because I'm black and people go, well, let's look at it objectively. I am looking at it objective. there is no other reason that you would put up those those defense mechanisms unless it's because I'm black. and for right. you to be able to say, hey, listen, racism's for real. that right. shit is how we move how we you know we move the inches to, how we go from inches to miles, how yeah. we create change and right. and all it takes is you saying maybe this was my bias because we have the same bias listen there's there's i was so apprehensive to get on this call with you because as you know if you've seen my facebook i'm not the most professional human join the club not... yeah I, I i act i i act crazy but what you gave me... <laughs> you created a space that was safe and also able for me to be honest. And I think that is what, what it takes to create change. And I think you're on a
0: great, I think you're on the precipice of greatness with what you're doing. Well, thank you. Well, cause you're like, like you're you're not a person who fucking comes on here and says, hey, here's my list of questions. Ask me these questions. Like. That's why I fucking asked you on here. Like, I don't like I don't what, 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 whatever else. Like, I mean, that was the reason. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Because I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I buy into like, I don't know, because it's weird. I don't. No, say what because, you guys because well, Okay, so being on the, like in the entertainment, like I don't buy into a lot of what people are saying and they don't they don't like that. Like, I I question shit that a lot of people like the what? the 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 quote unquote woke, which was a term that was stolen from Black people. Hello, so like, I'm glad you know that. Thank you. Yeah, and um, I don't know, cause a lot of that shit is it. Same, it seems like like I talked about. It, I fucking got tons of fucking heat for that. Like they people fucking do not like me for that and like and just because I wanna, like is different this to your audience listen you're hearing
1: him and if you're listening to him you're, you're you might be white and you're saying oh he's being an apologist no what he's doing is recognizing the difference and he's understanding it and what you're doing rusty is you're having a
0: real conversation and that's important which is, which is what is not happening uh there's no conversation all it is is people want an echo chamber. And if you don't adhere to this echo chamber, then, then you're, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong and fuck off. But people don't want to have conversations like, like we're having right now. Like, cause it's uncomfortable and it might bring up something that I don't, I don't know. And it's not this, you don't, there's no, yes, you're right. Yes, yes, good job. Exactly. There is no, yes, you're, that's exactly it. There is no, yes, you're right.
1: No, you're not right. And no, I'm not right. What we can do is come to an understanding. So right. here's the thing. If you're in a ghetto-ass neighborhood, whether it's white or black, and you're a cop, yes, you're going to be hypervigilant. Does that mean you shouldn't take the 10 seconds to possibly figure it out? You chose this industry for your life. You chose to put your life on the line. You understand the risks. And I'll tell you what, I am way more scared of somebody... Looks like they're gonna shoot up a club versus somebody who I know will shoot up a club. So what I'm saying is basically you've created an atmosphere where we can have a deep conversation about race relations, and me and you might not agree, but we can actually come to an understanding. Yeah, and that's what's important. I don't have to agree with you, I just need you and me to come to an understanding.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's it's really hard when that shit just gets shut down and it's, it's, there's just like, no, you, you can't, like, whatever. And like, and also the complete uh, dismissal of anything that I have to say because just because of me being a, a, like, a straight white guy, like, that I have no fucking right to say anything about anything. And then that pisses people off, I'm sure too. Like that whole you thing. You do, you and, have a right like to, you do
1: have a right to talk. But here's the thing. And I'm I'm going to just be frank with you. Sure, please. Nobody gives a fuck what you have to say as a straight white guy. Right. You want to know exactly. why? Because you guys listen, and and I mean this in the most sincere way I can say it. Y'all had control of the world forever and you fucked it up completely.
0: Sure. But who's who's going to control now? like that's that's kind of the thing nobody should control anything
1: like I pay my taxes because I'm scared of the IRS sure I I give to Girl Scouts because I want to see Girl Scouts succeed there's two different ways I give I give because I want to I give because I have to the problem is when I give because I have to because of people not not
2: like you Rusty but people who look like you we have to give to
1: them, and they do fuck all. They do nothing, yeah,
0: well, the problem I'm, it, is not yeah. with the
1: people. The problem is with the execution,
0: yeah. And I mean, yeah, too many I mean, yeah, there there's been a lot of shit that's been set up. I mean, to, yeah, I mean, to like fuck things up it's... and make make them better, make them be in better positions. um. Like I mean, like Reagan and shit fucking put in plenty of shit in place to that's still still fucking shit up and um the the, the thing is, again,
1: when the reason people don't give a shit about straight white guys is because yeah. you had the power and you fucked it up. now, everybody else, all these minorities, like we all have to correct your bullshit, and so we're tired. And that's really what it comes down to. It's not that you have the power. It's that when you had the power, you you made us less. Right. And so, like, if I have the power, we're all chilling. If I got money in my pocket, Rusty, you got money in your pocket. Sure. I mean, you know, there's a song, it's called, um, I don't know what the song's called, but it's a line by L.A. Capone. And he says, if you can't break Brady's fake, I have one more book on my plate. It was me and bro. We were at the store. We both got 50 cent gigs. Cool. The problem is, y'all motherfuckers that have a buck in your, a buck in your pocket, not you, when I say y'all, it's a general y'all, it's a general, yeah. you know, looking to I got look into the, the problem is, if you have a buck on your plate, you're trying to figure out how you can deduct $2 from taxes instead of just feeding your friend. Me? You're right. I did this thing this month for March. I emptied my bank account completely. The entire, my entire March is complete hustle work. I'm hustling. I'm outside. I'm doing what I do. I emptied yeah. my bank account and I invested in people. The problem is the government doesn't invest in people. And guess what? Outside of AI, outside of automation, outside of all- when we, when it's all said and done, it's people. Cause you can't do shit without people. Yeah. And so when we talk about race relations and all these things, what people aren't seeing is that humans and people are humans and people. So if you if you're a cop and you get lucky and catch the one robber, that's great. But nine times out of ten, motherfuckers probably just trying to get
2: home. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh it makes sense. Um because yeah, it's
0: fucking. I don't know. It's hard because people don't know. Either like either side doesn't know if that one time like one out of town is still pretty good good odds that you're gonna get shot, and it sucks. You know, for what? both. And if I die for it, I and, die for it. You can't
1: avoid. Listen, when we look at spirituality, we look at the universe. You can't avoid death. So it's right. it's your time to go. It's your time. Like George Floyd, unfortunately, it was his time to go because what he did was create a act, Brianna Taylor, Sandra Bland. Like they created an active movement in their city. I mean, even if we look at
0: white people, I don't I know too many white people got shot by cops. Do you know any? Uh no. But I I don't <laughs> I don't know it. Well, like, because it's not on the news and it doesn't. But I mean, like more more white more white people get shot by cops than black people. Oh, of course. Which is and more white people on meth than black people too. You know what no I mean? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, like man, I, I've lived in some places with some fucking tweakers, and that shit, that shit's like that's fucking weird. I grew up, listen. I went to high school in a
1: predominantly white area, and when yep. I say predominantly white, we were the one percent. And somebody was stealing around the neighborhood. And guess who the first person they ran to they thought was stealing. Now, actually, there's a lot of fucked up shit. Actually, don't steal because if I need something, I can ask for it. My parents cultivated a life where if I need something, I can ask for it. If we can't afford it, then we try and figure out how to get it. So I don't steal. And everybody, and by the way, there were cameras, but everybody swore. I was stealing. So my mom said, pull up the cameras. As soon as they pulled up the cameras, she goes, How dare you? There was an undercover cop parked outside of my house. Cons- and, and by the way, undercover cops, we know you're cops. So stop that. But like, convinced, this neighborhood was convinced
2: I was stealing. I don't steal.
1: I, I, listen. I might, I might smoke your weed and never match you back. I'm steal. And when we pulled up the cameras, nobody said sorry. Nobody said, I apologize. Nobody ever took the time to actually recognize that they were wrong. What they said was, well, you can understand our thoughts. And I said, no, I can't.
0: That's fucked up.
1: And that's what we talk about when we talk about race relations. Sometimes an apology can create a great chain. Because if somebody would have said to me, Ashley, you know what? I'm sorry. I thought it was you based on my biases. I would have been able to open up a conversation. Nobody apologized. So there was no conversation. So now Mm -hmm. I have a bias on living in gated communities because I'm Black. And because I don't look like everybody in that neighborhood. And should I let that affect me? Absolutely not. But guess what? It does because I'm a human being and I'll never live in a, in, in anything like that again because my kids don't deserve that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's fucked up because then it like perpetuates to kids. So like um, with something like some sort of uh acquired or learned fear or something like that like if, if someone has ptsd from something um like that's gonna go and they have kids like that's gonna go to their kids yeah. Yeah. and to their kids as well and it just it's not just a one-time thing like it's like when i work with people who have ptsd like i always do a shit for free because like being able to to stop that is a huge thing because it's not just them it's gonna fuck up their kids and their kids kids at least sometimes i'm
1: sorry can save a lot of issues so like this like last night i went to my house whatever i'm babysitting But i went home and like like shit got a little rocky or weird and so this morning i sent my test my sister a very long test text message and i didn't mean to like make it seem like i was venting like i was venting but it 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 sounded very personal to her. So what I did was I picked up the phone and I apologized. And I recognized where I went wrong and said, going forward, here's what I'm going to do. And that's what people need to do. Like, listen, if you racially discriminate, I get it. I see an Asian, I assume my math problem solved. I'm good. Sure. I see a white guy, I assume he's going to try and figure out how to get a tax break from you. Yeah. But when those biases happen and people don't live up to that expectation, or, or, or they they um, disillusion you to life, you just say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and going forward, yeah, going and forward, I won't allow this.
0: Saying sorry is so hard for so many people because it makes them feel like they're they're less than and don't like admitting that they fucked up. It, That's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. You know? It's absolutely crazy.
1: Like I I am a human, I'm 30 years old. I thought, by the way, very disillusioned. I thought by 25 I'd have it all together, I'd be a million. You know what I mean? Like the same shit all kids think. Sure. Even at 30, I'm not disillusioned to say sorry. I fuck up. I'm a human right. being who's living a human experience. I'm not gonna be great at everything. Yeah. So all I can do. Is apologize and going for and, and that's why i say going forward after my apologies because going forward all i can do is correct myself
0: yeah and i do that so i have a question so what okay if uh what do you what do you feel about about the kids so like if you get like the kids in school now are like kind of being taught that like the like the white kids are uh, kind of, supposed to be like acting like how white people are stereotyped to act uh, against. like because, like when when I grew up, like i'm I'm like that last bit of Gen X, you know, maybe slash millennial, but like it was very much like, you know, nobody, nobody's better than anybody else. like, and it was, uh, but then now what? We're all in the same classroom, right? And yeah, but now, I mean, now it seems like it's. I like I heard that like some white kids have to write apology letters for being white, like as a kid, and like I've been in performative, so it's dumb.
1: I don't ask people to do anything but get better. That's performative. Right. I don't need a fucking apology letter from your fucking ancestors that says, I'm sorry your grandma was a slave. I'm sorry too. What yeah. I need you to do is recognize that human beings who look different from you or present differently from you are still valid human beings. All this shit comes down to validation. Yep. That's all it comes down right. to. And I don't minimize racism by any means. And guess what? If a white person wants to get on it with me, I'll smack the shit out of you. Sure. Because I don't want do to talk. I I don't talk. My ancestors talk, I smack. But, like, honestly, when it really comes down to it, it comes down to are you just as valid as me? And the truth is, yes, I don't give a shit what you look like. I don't give a shit how you present. You can
0: be a man. My grandma used to say this, and you might get demonetized for this one. um I'm not putting it up on YouTube because I will get demonetized from from a lot of shit that I've said. So I don't even put it on YouTube anymore. So say whatever the fuck you want she say, I don't give
1: a damn if you're a man, mom, man, woman, faggot, whatever you are, go scratch your ass in a Macy's window. My grandma never discriminated in her life.
2: She didn't give a damn. And she would say, man, woman, faggot.
0: Yep. And I mean, that's what it is. It's like I, like, I don't want to hear someone say they're more special than I am. And I don't want to tell people I'm more special than they are. Like, what we're are all with? just like, we, we all... We all fucking like do the same shit. We're all just trying to fucking do our thing. How can I be more special than Rusty
1: when Rusty has a place where he's intentionally designed it? I'm not more special. I am just as special. Not you're more. living in
0: the world with me. Exactly. You're, you're, you're
1: in this place. We are all experiencing this shit together. And by the way, regardless if you believe in past lives or not, we're all pretty much doing it for the first time.
0: so we have no idea we we adapt and fucking try to get better at what we do half our life is just coping nine times out of ten everything we do is
1: coping we are coping with something if you're drinking you're coping with something if you're playing video games you're coping with something if you're cooking your dinner you're coping with the fact that your kids can't eat we're all just coping and the minute we meet each other with I say this all the time. Like this is my my theme for the year. Less judgment, more empathy. That's how I, I. That's how I'm approaching life. I don't give a fuck how you got there. How can I help you get out of that? And when we talk black, white, Hispanic, Asian race relations, less judgment, more empathy would save us all a lot of time. Thanks, think
2: so, too. I
0: mean, yeah, just. Being able to be like, okay, well, yeah, let's let's all get to like if you're not here, like let's come
1: it on. It takes thirty seconds. Literally and, and if you take time and you really slow down time, 30 seconds is a very long time.
0: Well, like it 10 t- seconds. 10 seconds to thir- you know, we were talking about 10 seconds earlier. 10 seconds is not a long time, but it's a very long time. 30 seconds is Super- a- Imagine this. So you have a dog. Um, I, I did. I yeah, I have a couple cats right now.
1: Okay, you walk well, yeah. in your. Car. It's so let's say you have walking a dog. my cat.
0: I'm I'm walking my cat.
1: <laughs> All right, Which so what do do? It takes you about two seconds to hear a car coming behind you. Two seconds. Right. As soon as you hear the little pull up sound, you look back and you you pull, you pull your animal. Whoever you're walking closer to you to make yep. sure they don't get hit. In that two seconds of situational awareness, you've just saved what? Not only a $100,000, you saved a life. You saved yourself from grief.
0: Yeah. And them too. If they it's hit, they fucking, fucking hit dead, a dog everybody's like everybody's involved. Yeah. And then anyone who sees it, like if someone drives by and sees like a fucking dead dog on the street, like that's going to fuck up someone's existence seeing that like someone's fucking pet shit fucks people exactly so the the 10 seconds of thoroughness
1: the 10 seconds of due diligence will save all the lives yeah and there's many reasons why you wouldn't take the 10 seconds but i promise if you stop and take 10 seconds just to be due diligent and just do a little diligence just a tiny
0: bit, you can solve a problem. It's yeah. ten seconds. Yeah. Well, hey, let let's let's call that there. I, I like that. Um you're gonna have to come back. So um, and you have to yeah. come on my show too. Yeah, any any fucking time. Let me know. Um I'll I'll get your book back on here for some time, hopefully sooner than later. And um I I would talk longer, but I gotta No, I gotta I, I, I got, yeah, like, got, ten o'clock. Yeah, I, I got to do this fucking court shit. So, um, yeah. So people people owe me fucking money, and I need to get paid. So, um, yeah. Thank so it's, it's a it's a fun one. I already I beat fucking uh, did an arbitration. and I beat fucking lawyers uh, by myself. Rosie, so. I love you. I think you're a fantastic human, and I'm so
1: thankful that you brought me on here. Um, and I think. You're going to do something great. And I'm so excited to see where you go.
0: Thank you. I love you too, Ashley. I'm fucking happy we fucking met. It's fucking awesome. Like we, we, yeah, we're, we're on that same, same page. We're in this fucking place. So Come on. Uh, how yeah, hard are, are people going to show- find you? What? Uh, if you want to find me, you can literally like, I think, do you do show notes? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, all right chat gpt does show notes for me but, uh, yeah, yeah me too um so i'll send you my link to my
1: facebook but add me on facebook or send me a message i always check my message request if you want to talk to me we'll talk um rusty i think you're an amazing human being again i can't pour into you enough i'll have you on my show i love you man thank you so much love you too all
0: right i'll talk to you soon uh, all right cool um boom